Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double breasted black blazer from a new to me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for, but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to About Progress, a podcast devoted to ordinary people who are striving to improve themselves, overcome obstacles, and make something special of their lives, all while maintaining a healthy balance. In short, people who know life is about progress, not perfection. Welcome to an awesome episode today with Lisa Anderson from Thriving Motherhood. If you are like me and feel like you have gotten caught in some cycles of guilt or resentment or frustration about your children, look no further. Today is the episode for you. I'm going to share more about Lisa in a moment, but first I wanted to remind you if you like the show, make sure you share it, subscribe, and leave reviews on iTunes. It helps the show so much. Today's episode is brought to you by Fabletics, which is something I've talked about in the past. It's affordable, but beautiful, high quality athletic wear that I am a huge fan of and have been for years. If you become a VIP through my link in the show notes on my website aboutprogress.com, you can get two leggings for $20 and they are such high quality leggings. I can't recommend them enough. 
Lisa is someone you might know from Instagram. She has incredible insight on parenthood there at Thriving Motherhood, and that's what she's about. She wants you to thrive as a mom and a dad. She wants to help you find the joy again in parenting, and she is very knowledgeable in teaching us how. Today, Lisa is here to teach us how we can better enjoy our parenthood and also be better parents by managing our thoughts, which translates to how we feel and how we act. Oh my goodness, it's such a good topic. I learned an incredible amount from Lisa. So let's turn to our interview together. I am here with Lisa Anderson. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Monica. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so glad that you'd be on Um, I'm glad that we're real life friends and not just internet friends, but that is how we started. And so we have just been on this little internet journey together. And I'm so glad that we're at this point where we can finally share this amazing message that you have around parenthood. You are one of the parenting experts that I have wanted to have on the show for a while. So I was hoping that you could start by giving our listeners an introduction. Sure. Yeah. So, um, like you said, my name's Lisa Anderson, and I run the Instagram Thriving Motherhood. And I started it just because I felt like I wanted to um, help other mothers and parents just find more joy in in motherhood and in parenting. And so, as I just kind of started, and as I've gone on, I've kind of come to the conclusion of a few key points that can really bring more joy into parenting. And so, that's my mission is to help share those. I think we can all use a little bit more joy in our homes and in our parenting for sure. I feel like there's um, a lot of frustration, frustrated parents. There's a lot of parents feel, feel, who feel hopeless over the issues their children's are, children are facing, but there's also a lot of parents who are distracted or overwhelmed by stress um, or overwhelmed with stress. You know, there's so many different factors that are going into why parents are struggling Um, with their parenthood and their um, own experience within it. And so I wanted you here today, and you're going to be doing the majority of the talking from here on, but I wanted you here today to teach us one of these things that you, you know will transform our parenting. And in fact, you have said it is the best thing we can do to transform our parenting. If there's only one thing we can do, this is the thing. And so how about you first by start, yeah. uh, how about you tell us what that is? What is that one thing we can okay. do? Okay. Well, just to cut to the chase, the number one thing I think you can do to improve your parenting and help kind of get yourself out of the struggle is to manage your thinking and manage your thoughts. And that was, as I was thinking about this, I thought, and I've been thinking about some of the comments I get on my Instagram account And I have just, I had the thought that if you are struggling with parenting and feeling joy and happiness in parenting, I would say to stop reading parenting books, put them on the bookshelf and just pause and focus solely on managing your thoughts until you have that down. And, and you'll see a huge improvement in the way that you feel about parenting and the way that you feel about your kids. Okay. So all right, now I'm like I have a million questions. What what is <laughs> what does it look like then to well okay what how do you think p- parents are thinking about parenting like what is what is it that they are should look for in their thoughts that they need to start managing and shifting? Well, I think that's the tricky thing. I think a lot of times as parents we just we don't even think about our thoughts. 
Mm-hmm. We just feel, we feel, we feel overwhelmed. We feel tired. We feel stressed. We feel angry. We feel all of those feelings and we don't even recognize that we have control over that, mm. that we can control those, those negative emotions by the way that we're thinking about our kids and the, the way that we're thinking about the situations that are, that we're in, um, okay. because our thoughts are what create our feelings. And then our feelings create our actions and what we do in response to our feelings. So it's all connected to that, controlling your thoughts. This is one of those life lessons I think I keep getting beaten over the head with. And it is so difficult to pay attention to your thoughts initially. But like you're saying, I think Mm -hmm. it's the root of all the issues that we face, um, you know, with a whole myriad of things. But parenting is especially you know, it's important to all of us, but it's just especially varied. So I like how this can still apply to so many situations that we face within our parenting and um, with, with our children as well. So how about we get into what does it actually look like to manage our thoughts and how that can be applied yeah. to parenting? Okay. Well, the first, I just want to share a little quick story. This isn't necessarily um, applied to parenting, but it's a good example of what it could look like to manage your thoughts. That's great. So when I had my my children, I had one child. Um, well, I had C-section. So this was my third child, my second C-section, and so I knew knew what I was getting into, mm. and I was terrified. Yeah. I was terrified, and I went into it, and I was shaking, and I was miserable, and all I was thinking was about all of those fears and all the things that could go wrong, and it was a horrible experience for me. Mm. And then I had Gosh. my fourth child, who was another C-section, And I just had the realization, I'm like, you know, the C-section is going to happen either way, whether I'm terrified or whether I'm calm. So I'm going Mm. to choose to think that this is going to go, this is going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. I can do this and it's all going to be okay. And it was an amazing difference. I was calm. We were laughing. I wasn't shaking and trembling. Mm. I, it was completely fine. So I, to me, that just showed me the power of controlling my thoughts because the circumstance was the circumstance, right? That wasn't going to change. Um, so that's kind of what it is an illustration of what it looks like. That is so incredible. Well, I love that you yeah, kind of had a, a cool control experience. there, right? Like you had like your control experiment yeah. and then you had, you know what the difference is really is in the, in the same scenario. Yeah. So what could that look like with parenting then? Like, let's think of maybe a scenario and, and how that can shift things. Okay. So, um, a lot of, you know, parents, we kind of face all of these little day-to-day challenges and struggles. Um, some of which happen. like, for example, this morning we were running late. We were trying to get to church. We have church early in the morning and, um, we were running late and that's a hard one for me to manage my thoughts with is <laughs> running late. And my oldest son was not doing what he was supposed to do. And it was really frustrating. Um, and so in anticipation for this conversation with you, I was trying to manage my thoughts about the situation. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and I thought, okay, you know, he was, he was being really slow. So I knew we were going to be late. So I thought, what can I do different next time? So this doesn't happen. And then I also thought, we're going to get there. You know, I didn't have to, I, and, mm. and sometimes when we're late, I'm worried about what other people are going to think about us. Um, I just, you know, that's all I'm thinking about is what, what are other people going to think? 
You know, what is it going to yeah. look like because we're late? And so yeah. then it makes me stressed and it makes me worried and I get anxious and, you know, emotions run high. And so just by thinking like, okay, we'll get there, it made me a lot more calm and, and just able to keep my emotions in check. Um, I so love being that. late, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, we all face that. Um, and, yes. And what about like tantruming toddlers? Oh my goodness. Yes. Right? Tell that's, us how, that's what this looks like. That, <laughs> okay. So um, tantruming toddlers, that, you know, when your child is having a tantrum, the circumstance is just that your child is having a tantrum. So it's what you think about that tantrum that's going to affect how you react. So you can either think, um, you know, my kid is freaking out. Um, I'm going to look like a bad mom. I have to control this. I have to stop them. I can't, you know, I can't let people see um, my kid freaking out. And so then that's going to make us feel stressed and anxious. And then we sometimes lash out because of that. Or we can just think, oh, my, my child is having a hard time. I need to help them. And that is able, you kind of can shift. And instead of trying to control and smother, you, you are able to help and calm your child down and make it a positive experience. Not real, tantrums are positive. I shouldn't say that. But just yeah. an easier situation to manage because your feelings aren't negative about it. You just recognize that it's just something that toddlers do. And it's okay. not anything that's terrible or horrible. I feel like that's one thing we, we talk right? about. Um, my husband and I, like, we just have to, we have to remind each other different times. Like, this is age appropriate. We, we got to know that this, they really don't know better a lot of times. Or they're still learning. Or, or this is a skill that we need to work on together. It's not just going to come naturally. And I think that helps a lot. But when I'm thinking about thoughts, um, you know, when the stress and the frustration and um, anger pops up with things that are hard to explain, it's like, oh, it's tantrums, it's being late, but those things all do matter. It's, it's, um, but it also can be deeper, you know, special needs, um, whatnot that people face. I think the common feeling that it actually comes out as, regardless of what it initially is, um, is resentment. So even if it starts as mm-hmm. stress, I think it comes out as resentment towards our kids. And yes. I feel like they pick up on that. If it's sadness, if it's feeling lost as a mom or a dad, if it's feeling like you don't have a choice of your own, um, it might start as a different feeling, but I think how it's being relayed outwardly into our kids as resentment. Do you think that's the case? Yes. So I think one thing we have to recognize with our kids is that our kids, I would possibly say that our kids are the circumstance, right? Our kids are who they are and they're going to do what they do. Mm. And we can't control that. We can't control their their temper tantrums or the hard things that happen to to them at school Mm. or the messes that they make. We can't control any of that. So that's, what we call a circumstance because it just happens. Right. And so it's what we think about what happens is going, and that's going to affect how we feel about our kids or about the situation. So I think sometimes if, if all we're thinking is negative thoughts about our kids and what they do, then I think you're absolutely right. And the feeling that comes or the result is resentment. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's sad, but it doesn't have to be that way. And we have to realize that we can control that and, 
flip our thinking about our kids and we realize that that they don't make us feel any certain way. It's it's us. We have that control and we have that power to to change how we feel about our children. Does that you know, make sense? It totally does. <laughs> and I'm just thinking about we tell this to our kids. You know, one of my one of my kids loves to say you made me feel this way. Like you made this day terrible, mm-hmm. you know, if something little happens and I remind them, no, you choose to feel that way. But in, mm-hmm. in the same breath, I, I mean, I did the same thing in my mind with them. You know, if, if, for example, one of the, I mean, I have cried literally, or maybe not cried. I've had my own mommy tantrum over like a spilled milk situation, mm-hmm. you know, and in yeah. my mind, yep. I'm not thinking it, but I really am. I must be. I have that feeling like they made me feel this way. <laughs> but what you're saying is yeah. that's not the truth. Can you speak more on that then? Because yeah. I think we need a little more instruction on on how that's not sure. true. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So a lot of what I'm talking about is um, I get from my life coach guru, Jody Moore. And yes. she has a, um, a website and a podcast called Bold New Mom. And so if you are listening to this and thinking, I need more, I would definitely recommend listening to her. Yes, and I love the her. model that she shares, yes, yeah, she's great. And so she has this model and she calls it CAFTR for circumstance, circumstance, thought, feeling, result, and action. So C-T-F-A-R. I think I said it wrong before. So if you're struggling, you know, if I've had a really hard day, sometimes it helps to just at the end of the day think, okay, my my child spilled their milk today and I lost it. I freaked out. Okay, that happened. So it's, it's really helpful to go back and think through why that happened. Why did you freak out? So the circumstance, let's say, is my child spilled their milk on the floor. Mm -hmm. And the feeling that I had was um, anger or whatever. What's the feeling that you might have felt? Like resentment, anger. I think probably stress, you know? Stress. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then then you go back to the thought line. Okay. So the reason you felt stressed was because what do you think you thought when you saw that spilled milk? Okay. So usually it's like, a, we're, now we're going to be late for this, or I, I just barely mopped yeah. these floors. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So that's, that's your trigger right there, is you're thinking, ah, oh, now I have to do this again. This always happens. This is so, you know, now you're adding to the stress of my life. Mm. Those are the thoughts, and that's kind of the trigger right there. Yes. That makes you feel stressed. Okay. But... Um, instead you can replace that thought of all these bad things are going to happen because milk spilled with, oh, let's clean that up. <laughs> it, and if you really think about, if we're talking about specifically spilled milk, it takes 10 seconds to wipe up spilled milk, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. I think when, when we let our thoughts get away from us, it becomes this thing that takes over 30 minutes of our day because yeah. we're letting our feelings get away and then we're grumpy for the next 30 minutes because we had to take 10 seconds to clean up milk. Yep. So just, you know, change your thought and it is what it is. We spilled milk. So when my kids spill milk and I've had to train myself to do this, this isn't something that I have done naturally, but when my kids spill, which happens all the time, I just think, Oh, let's clean it up. And I give them a wreck. That's all that happens. Yeah. And I've had to work really hard to get there because 
it's just easier <laughs> in the yeah. long run, you know, and then kids, kids realize too, like, okay, it's not a big deal. I filled them up, mm-hmm. let's clean it up and then you move on and it doesn't have to affect the rest of your day. Okay. Cause I love so, how, I anyways, love that explanation it. of that because you're right. We can let it ruin our whole day or at least an hour of it, or we can just change our thinking on it, deal with it and move on and, and teach our kids that skill too, that skill of being able to do that. Yeah. So what I was, and, and I don't think I made this point clearly. So what I was trying to say is if there are situations that arise in your day like that, I think it's a really good practice to just spend a few minutes reflecting at the end of the, your day. This is what happened. This is my thought. This is where my thought went wrong. And next time it happens, I'm going to replace it with this thought instead, because this thought's going to, to serve me better. This is going to make me feel better. And it can be applied to any situation. You know, getting dressed, your kids aren't getting dressed and they're not listening to you. What are your thoughts? You know, what was my thought that was negative? How can I replace it with a different thought? And and kind of prepare yourself for the next time that situation arises and you have this, this more positive, helpful thought in your back pocket that you can try to use and practice until it becomes more natural. One that you've thought a- ahead on one that you've already decided on. Yeah. So you don't have to make that decision again yeah. in the moment. Yes. Because a lot of parenting is, is such a snap. Like it just happens. Mm. And I think, I think it's natural for people to kind of react and, you know, to, to get angry or frustrated or, or stressed. But if you have taken the time to think, okay, if, if my child spills, this is what I'm going to think instead and just kind of get ready for that moment when you, so you have that prepared and you can just think that thought instead of the more stressful thought. Yeah, this is super, I I can see how this is super transformative. I mean, I'm thinking about one of my friends, um, you know, she tells about, you know, I'm just talk about how, so are you really close to your mom? What's your mom like? What was it like growing up just as we were getting to know each other? And, you know, she, she kind of confessed that she didn't have like a super good relationship with her mom and then. Um, you know, I was just, you know, as friends just asking more questions about that and what it kind of came down to mm-hmm. is while her mom did like, did all the right things, um, wasn't, you know, emotionally or physically abusive or anything like that, the way she did things, you could feel the resentment and, and, mm-hmm. um, and the disappointment that she was constantly feeling with like having to clean the kitchen again. You know, so while she wouldn't like scream at her kids or, or punish them all the time, she could also feel the constant, um, feelings that her mom was really feeling behind her actions. And, and that is something I have thought about so often since that conversation I had with her a few years ago. It's like, that's Mm -hmm. not what you want as a parent. You want them to see that you're choosing to do things out of love. And because even though sometimes it's hard that you're the only adult and you have to clean up whatever big thing happened, that's the choice you made. And there's a different way to own it that transforms how it feels to you, but also to your kids. And I thought maybe you could talk about that, that transformation. How will we feel when we, when we transform our thoughts and how will our children be affected as we do that? I, as I hear you tell that story, it just makes me so sad for that mom. Yeah, me too. I feel like you can't, 
Yes, it makes me so sad. And I feel like if there's anybody listening who can who, who feels themselves in that situation, um, I just want to share with you that you don't have to be stuck there. You don't have to feel that way in motherhood. Yes, motherhood is hard, but I feel like it should be hard as in, you know, it's tiring and it's physically exhausting, but it doesn't have to, you don't have to feel resentment about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I feel like if you work, if you work to manage your thoughts, so you're having more positive, healthy thoughts about your kids and you can feel joy, you're going to be happier. Mm-hmm. And it's also amazing because you're going to feel like you are in control. When you have kids, there's not a lot that you can actually control. Like it's crazy. You know, kids are kids are busy and there are messes and there's things that you can't control because they're people too. Mm-hmm. But the thing that you can control is your own self, your own feelings, and that's so empowering realizing that um that's up to you. Wow. And that's not anybody else's job or you know, or mm-hmm. ability, they don't have the ability to make you feel, your kids don't have the ability to make you feel any certain way. I think that's so empowering. I love that word. So for one, you're going to feel happier as you talked about. Um, and two, you're going to be empowered to actually face what you need to each yes. day. Yeah. And can I, I want to make a note about that because as I was thinking about this, I think sometimes it's hard for people to hear about managing your thoughts because I think people think, okay, well, that just means I have to be happy all the time and I have to just think optimistic and positive thoughts. And I don't think managing your thoughts means you always have to have happy thoughts. Yes, optimistic, happy thoughts do lead to better feelings. But I think managing your thoughts means you're making a deliberate effort to choose the thoughts that's going to serve you the best. Okay. I love that. If you're having a hard time, we moved um, about six months ago, and it was Mm -hmm. hard for me emotionally. And I was, there was a a period of time where I didn't want to, I knew that I could control my thoughts, but I wasn't ready to think positive thoughts about our move. Mm. I wasn't. And so it served me better (laughs) to choose thoughts that were a little bit, that let me feel sad. Yeah. Right? And that that just, that just, I needed to be sad for a little while and I needed to cry and I needed to miss the people that we left and I needed that. And so I did that for a while, but then there was a point where I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to choose to have thoughts that are going to um, help me feel better about my circumstance and about where we are. And so that's what managing your thoughts looks like. It's not always you have to be happy, but it's just recognizing that you have that control. And when you want to feel happy, you know how to do it. Okay. Does that make sense? That is so important. That changes everything for me because I think a lot of times I feel guilty about my managing my thoughts because I do assume that Mm -hmm. I just have to change them to be completely positive. But what I hear you saying, this isn't about sweeping things under the rug that you are facing that are stressful. um, And it's not living on this whole other cloud. It's like a realism coupled with choice to still yes. manage it in a way that's going to serve you. I have, a, I have kind of an example that I think would be helpful for you to kind of walk me through on, on something I'm struggling with, with one of my kids. Um, and, and people know, I don't, I don't say their names. So like, I'm not going to be super specific, but one of my kids is, is starting to get made fun of, um, at school mm-hmm. and in other social situations. And, um, it's something that I have thought would be, 
an issue for them for a long time because of struggles they have socially. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, other kids are picking up on it. So when I'm thinking about how to manage my thoughts about that, I, I mean, my thoughts are, it's not like I don't feel resentment towards this child, obviously, or mm-hmm. anger. This is more of the line of, I feel anxious for them. I feel stressed. Okay. I feel worried. Um, so how can I shift my thinking to approach the situations that they are facing okay. and will continue to face in a way that's actually going to serve them better and also serve me and serving them. Okay. That's great. This is, this will be good. So, um, when I heard you say, so the circumstance is your child is, um, being made fun of at school, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. And so the way you feel about it is you feel anxious and worried about them and their life. Mm-hmm. So what do you think the thought is that's making you feel anxious and worried? Like, what are you thinking about um, your child? I, I feel anxious and worried because I worry about it being a, a, a longstanding problem. And I worry about okay, so you, them being able to do it, deal with it independently without so you, me there. You, you, okay. Your thought is that they, your child can't handle it by themselves. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's and that what might it comes sound a little harsh, to. but I'm just trying to pin. Yeah, I'm trying to pinpoint the thought that's making you feel worried. Yeah, that I think that's um, essentially okay. what it comes down to. But I don't know if they're equipped. Okay, and if I. Okay, yeah, and if that was off, then you can totally tell me. But you just basically said you're not sure if they're equipped to handle it by themselves. Yeah, I think okay. you're, you were right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you feel anxious and worried, and so um, how does that make you act? Like around with your child. Huh, okay. Well, I don't know if I, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I try to not be overbearing about it so that they, like, pick up on the anxiety about it. Like, I try not to ask a ton of questions and, like, drill them about different things that happen with different kids during the day. And I, I, I'm trying to talk about it in a way like, well, when that happens, this is what you say and do. And if that doesn't work, this is what you say and do. But, I mean, that's what I'm doing. But I, I don't know if that's super helpful, one. And for two, like, in my mind, I, like, want to know every little detail and, and drill them to death and ask every single day, every time I hop in the car, about minute by yeah. minute, you know, what really happened. Um, yeah. But I don't... Well, maybe... It sounds like you're handling it pretty well, but, like, just in your brain, like, there's... It's just kind of, like, exploding with these, like, anxious feelings. Yeah. But I, right? I'm worried because, like okay. we talked about, I think kids can... They can still pick up on things. Like, they still might yeah. read that anxiety that's coming from from yes. from me, um, even if I'm yeah. trying to control it. <laughs> you know? Right. Okay. So, yes. So, okay. Now, let's... We're going to shift over... What's the feeling that you wish that you felt about it? Um, I'm going to go back to that word that you brought up. I I wish I felt empowered, but in a weird way. I I wish I felt empowered because I knew um, that they were empowered to to deal with it, you know? Okay, yeah. So maybe the feeling that you want to feel is the opposite of anxious, just not worried, right? Mm -hmm. Because... Trusting, um, maybe that's the word. Like trusting that they'll be able to yeah. figure it out. Okay. So, what do you think then the thought you need to have about your child is to get you to feel that way? I think I need to detach the um, 
this thing from my head that this is a long, this is going to be a long-standing issue. They're always going to deal with this. This is going to be so hard when they pick up mm-hmm. that this is happening, and just instead frame it as this might be an issue. We don't know for sure, but we can do our best to equip them, and they will figure it out with us. You know, like they're yeah. the parents and- by their side. Yeah. And I think another thought that you could have maybe is that you can trust that they're going to be okay and that this experience is for their good. I mean, if you think about, like I think about my own childhood and Mm -hmm. some of the things that I went through when I was a kid, I wouldn't wish that on my children, but I also know that that made me who I am today. And those difficult things that I went through define me. And so your child, if you think, if you think, okay, this is hard, they can do this, and they're going to be better because of it. Would that help you feel better about the situation your child's in? Yes. And I think it's more what you were saying, though, about saying, like, I might not be able to change what they experience. I might not be able to make them empowered or, or deal with it the right way, you know, in the right time and eventually. But in the long run, this is going to make them better if... Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I like that, that, that way of thinking about it makes me feel more of the trusting of them and empowered to help them through it. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you believe that they can do it and that they're, they're going to come out better because of this, that's how you're going to act. That's how you're going to show up around them. Like, Hmm. you got this, like you can do this. I'm here for you no matter what. And, and we're going to get through this. Instead of like, okay, I hope you can do this. I hope that, (laughs) you know, everything, I hope your friends are nice. Like, you Mm -hmm. you know, just, it'll just feel different to them and to you. And so it's, and it's interesting too, as we talk about this, I think it's really, really hard to um, decipher our own thoughts. Yeah, it is. I mean, that was hard for me to do it when you were asking. (laughs) Yes. It's super hard. And so when you, when you're dealing with these thoughts and these feelings that you kind of like over in your brain over and over mm-hmm. um, it's difficult to decipher them so I think that's why again I totally suggest working with a life coach if you feel like you're really struggling with thoughts or um, uh-huh. working you know listening to these podcasts about thoughts because it's a tricky it's a tricky thing and we don't realize how tricky it is but once you learn how to do it it's like oh wow that little tiny shift helps me so much so I think it's a really important skill to learn And, you know, let's talk about building that skill for a moment, too, because um, what you were saying a while back within this is um, it can start with reflection. It doesn't mean you're going to fix things right Mm -hmm. away and that you suddenly have to be 100 percent perfect in how you're thinking and 100 percent of the time. It's reflection when things come up and, and deciding ahead of time. And then it's practicing when those situations come up again. What else would you say are some good tips for someone who is trying to learn this skill? Um, I think that those are the biggest things, <laughs> really. Yeah, that's what it comes um, down to. I can't to. say a, a lot more than that. It's just when it comes down to um, just, yeah, reflecting and um, trying again. Because I think that these, managing your thoughts is something that nobody ever does perfectly. But we can improve over time. But even still, there's times when we won't do it right. Um, so just taking the time to notice 
and think about it and recognize that that is the cause of your feelings. Hmm. Okay, so I think that's, that's fantastic. Those are probably the, the biggest tips. Yeah, and you know what, Lisa, that honestly did help me. Like you talking me through that did help. But you know what I liked about it is what you had, what we had mentioned earlier. This wasn't about sweeping an issue under a rug. It wasn't about, oh, they're going to be like, oh, they're going to be fine. Or, oh, that's not really happening. You know, it's it's dealing with the situation at hand with that choice couple, you know, realism coupled with a choice to do something about it or how to perceive yeah. it. That's actually going to make a difference. So I like that that was a part of what how we just did that, too. Yeah. And a word that I feel like that Jody Moore uses a lot is ownership. Hmm. Um, when we're managing our thoughts, we're, we're taking ownership for our feelings and we are, um, assigning the, what's the word I'm thinking of? The responsibility for our feelings to ourselves. And we're not okay. giving that away to somebody else. Yes. Cause we don't so like it when our kids do that. That's, right. Yeah. So, so that's should. another uh, benefit of, of doing this is you mm. feel that ownership over your, your own feelings. Okay. And, um, we kind of touched on this, what our kids are going to, how they're going to benefit from it. Can we speak a little more on that too? What, what will be the transformation sure. we yeah. see within our, the, the joy that our kids in turn experience? I think if we are feeling, if we are able to, um, think more positive thoughts about our kids, if they are no longer the source that if they're no longer who we are blaming for our negative, negative feelings, mm -hmm. um, I think that's going to be a huge weight off your kids and you, huh. because all of a sudden yeah. they're going to feel like, Oh, like mom's not mad at me all the time. And she, she really likes being around me. And that is a huge gift that you can give to your children. Um, and you know, for me, it's not like I, you know, want to be around my kids 24 seven, I definitely need breaks and I need, you know, my own space. And that's, you know, every person needs to take care of themselves in that way. But when I show up around my kids, I want them to know that I love them yeah. and that they, that I am happy that they are here with me or, and that we're doing things together. And, um, when I have that ownership over my own feelings and don't, assign that blame to them, that's what they feel for me. That's what they get from me. And I think that's huge. And, and it builds their confidence because they're not always looking to me for approval. You know, how does mom feel about me today? You know, you just love them and mm. you get to just love them. And it's, it's such a great thing. Um, and then the, just the second thing, of course, is once you're working on this skill, it comes naturally then to teach your kids this. Like how amazing would that be to grow up knowing how to do this, like it'll yeah. make their life so much easier. Oh my goodness. Right. If they, you know, yeah. yes. And I, you know, and it's hard. I have a child who has big emotions and it's, it's really hard and I try mm. to talk them through it. And sometimes they're too little to understand, but if they can realize that they can control how they feel and they can control their thoughts, it's going to help them a lot too in the long run. Oh, that's fantastic. And, you know, another thing you've brought up there, too, uh, people could mistake this as, well, this means that I just have to give 110% of myself all the time and be happy about it. I like how you're saying, you know, sometimes that does mean owning that we need some space, that we need some time to ourselves, or we need 
our own little hobby or our outlet or our business, you know, whatever it might Mm -hmm. be. And I think another positive effect from this that I, that I can see from what you've said is it will lessen the mom guilt we feel so often. Yes. Um, and what, yep. how do you think that correlates? Oh, I think mom guilt is absolutely um, the effect of not managing your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because when, you know, if, if we, I, I see this a lot too on my Instagram when I share um, a parenting skill or tool. Mm-hmm. There's often comments like, oh, I'm, I'm not good at that. I never do that. And and that's okay. You know, if, if we make a mistake in motherhood, I feel like I kind of just lost track of the question. So steer me back. To the right no, 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 no. You're, I, you're making it though. But, like essentially so, they feel guilty, okay, okay, right? They, they're feeling the yeah, mom so guilt. You feel guilty. So if, yes, if you make a misstep. So if you happen to yell at your child that day, um, so the circumstance would be you yelled at your child, right? So the thought that causes the mom guilt is I am the worst mom ever. I failed. I yelled, which means, and I'm not supposed to yell, and so I failed. And Hmm. so we feel so guilty, and we feel horrible, and we feel, you know, those are the feelings that come. That's how mom guilt comes, is because we feel like we just completely failed. Yeah. But what I like to do when I, yes, we get so caught up in that. But what I like to do when I have a mom fail, which is probably daily, there's something that I do, and I'm like, ah, I know I didn't handle that the right way. Um, I like to just think, well, I'll do it better next time. Mm. That's all you need to think. That's all it takes. Then you just, then you just feel like, okay, I can do this, you know? And, and that kind of correlates with what I was saying with reflection is if you Mm. can reflect at the end of your day about how things went and there's going to be things that didn't go well, all you need to think is what can I do better next, the next day? How can I change that a little bit? What do I need? Maybe even what do I need more of? Hmm. You know, maybe I need to to go to sleep earlier or maybe I need a hmm. break. That's what I need because I'm, you know, having a hard time. Definitely. So I think. And that's going to serve I everybody think, better. Yes. yes. So mom guilt absolutely is unnecessary and can absolutely be alleviated if you learn to manage your thoughts. Okay. And I think that also can come into with comparison. Like we often feel mom guilt because, oh man, so-and-so, they're so good at reading to their kids all day or Mm so-and-so really plays on the floor all the time or does crafts or is super into creative play. And, you know, that comparison of I should, I should, I should, Mm -hmm. and and changing that Mm -hmm. to, well, what am I actually good at? Like maybe I can do that, but I'm, but I'd rather do this with them or I'm actually good at that. So I'm going to stick to that and they're going to be okay. You know, just changing the, that, that should thinking, I think will help alleviate the mom guilt too. Yeah. And, and I think then if you stick, if you, if you're looking at somebody else and you stick that into the model, you know, the circumstances, they read to their kid a lot. So the negative thought is, I wish I was more like them, Mm -hmm. which causes guilt. Mm -hmm. Or you can change the thought to, that's awesome. Yeah, You're like great. good for them. That's so great. <laughs> I love them. that. Don't even make it you about know, you. And, and, yes, it doesn't have to be about you, you know, and, and so <laughs> that's that. just how shift yeah, shifting your thinking and recognizing that thought, just making flipping that little switch can just change your feelings so easily. Huh. I love that. Just but be happy you know, for them. Just, it's yeah, 
Yep. Okay. And, you know, if, if you want to do something more like that, then your circumstances. Yeah. Well, never mind. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that, anyway. like you're saying, reflection can help us decide. Is this something that needs to actually yes. be thought about and changed? Or is this just something I should be happy for the other person and keep doing a good job yes. that I'm doing? Okay. Love that. Lisa, this has been yep. so helpful. And I, and I know that, um, I know that people are, can, can apply this to the many, many situations that come into play and regardless of their children's age, even if they're adults, which I imagine is probably not much easier than when they're children. <laughs> so for all those listening, yes. I, wa- I need to do this more. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Cause you will have absolutely no control then, but right. I wanted to remind people where they can find you because you, you offer such good information on your Instagram page and your Instagram stories too. You are very good at teaching us these concepts and and it's Thriving Motherhood. And I'll make sure I link to that in the show notes. Lisa, I'm so glad you would come on. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks for having me, Monica. It was really fun to chat with you and and everybody listening. Hopefully it helps a little bit. <laughs> oh, I know it will. It helped me. I can totally vouch that this is real. You guys, if you can manage your thoughts And everything, which we all have to work on, but especially with parenthood, it will transform how you experience parenting, but also it will change your household, your children's lives. It affects everybody. So I have to thank Lisa again for being on the show. She is incredible. She has a really amazing workshop coming up with like-minded experts that I know you will recognize. You can see more about that on her page, Thriving Motherhood. I wanted to, again, remind you that I am doing my best to boost up that Facebook page. It is a work in progress for me, friends, especially with my now seven-week-old baby. I can't believe he's seven weeks, but I am going to do better of making this a real community, and I need your help. As you can hear, I'm holding him right now. He was sleeping. So get on Facebook. Find me at About Progress and like the page and start contributing to it. Share what you're working on. Share some goals. Share some failures. Share some struggles that you're having and let's work to support each other there. I'm toying around with creating a private group for us too so that we can speak more freely if you don't want things to be public. If that is something you're interested in, let me know. Email me at packerprogress at gmail.com or direct message me. You can find me on Facebook again or Instagram at about progress next week. Okay. Another really awesome interview. Every week feels that way to me. Um, this one is with Paul Cardall and two of his artists, Ken's Hall and Charlie Jenkins. They are one of many artists that contributed to this amazing album and project called the worth of souls. It is all about helping people who struggle with depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, help them get their lives on track and know that their lives are worth living. We had such an awesome discussion on why life is worth living and why you and your soul matter. Tune in next Wednesday for that and keep sharing this podcast and letting me know what you think. I love to get your emails and direct messages. I'll see you next Wednesday and until then, take care of yourself. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.